0: Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League, presented by Up. I'm Owen Shadrick alongside Johnny Maffey, as always. Johnny, how many days we got left?
1: Owen, oh, we have 59 days left. That's just over eight weeks until May 26th, opening day in the Futures League. It's going to be great, but right now everyone's in the middle of their season, and uh, Gavin Noriega's on a hot streak.
0: Gavin Noriega is red hot. So is his team, Marist College, and we are very excited to have him on. He will be back for the 2022 summer. He was one of the first people announced to be returning to the Futures League this summer. We talked about that. We talked about his hot start at Marist and uh, growing up in the Bronx.
1: Yeah, definitely. He takes a lot of pride in being from the city, and he he talked about it. He brings it to the field every day. You know, not just not just on the on game day, but to the practice field, to the cages. And, you know, like you said, they're red hot and these guys are on the season. Like I keep saying, thanks to him for sneaking this interview in. But like you said, too, a lot of guys are uh, a lot of these teams are announcing a lot of players back and it's going to be a fun summer.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great summer and more player announcements will be coming throughout the next couple of weeks. We'll keep you updated here on Back to the Futures and on our socials. But for now, we want to get you to our interview with Gavin Noriega. So here is Gavin Noriega.
1: Let's roll. We
0: are honored to welcome our next guest here on Back to the Futures. He played for the Bravehearts this summer, was a 2021 FCBL All-Star, and named to the All-FCBL Second Team. It's Gavin Noriega. Gavin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. How are you?
1: We're doing great. Thanks for coming on, Gavin. So first off, you just returned to the Bronx. You had a great homecoming weekend against Fordham. How important was that series to you?
2: Well, it was very important for me, especially because it's my. it was actually – my first college year playing as a sophomore and going back to back home for all my family to see me play it was just it was really heartwarming it was and uh, it was really just a great experience do you have any extra family or friends there how close is Fordham to where you grew up Fordham is pretty close to where I grew up I used to play them in high school actually uh, when I attended Salesian they were in my conference and I played on that field like three years ago so going back and seeing my aunts and my uncles uh my cousins coming to watch me play some of my best friends from high school coming to watch me play because they're pretty close to homes it, it was a great experience
1: yeah so you already have a uh it's been a short couple of weeks for you you know because you redshirted last year you have a career high six rbis and a short career but that's something a lot of people don't touch is it looking like a beach ball the baseball
2: yeah, I mean, it's right now, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, feeling pretty big right now. The ball's looking pretty big, you know, I can't complain. Just definitely, I'm definitely feeling a lot uh, more comfortable in the box than I did in past years with just being, uh, being around so many guys, so many older guys, so many fifth years helping me through it. It's just, it's really, it's really a calming environment, a really soothing uh, environment.
0: Yeah. And Johnny just touched on it. You were a red shirt freshman in 2021 and are finally getting the chance to hit the field with Marist here in 2022. What's it been like to be out there? And as Johnny said, you know, see the ball very well so
2: far. It's definitely a, it's definitely a, a great way to help the team. You know, I didn't get to get in obviously any playing time last year. So developing last year into a, a player to be a role player this year, a big part of the lineup. It's I feel like it's very important to stay hot in the lineup and, just help the guys any way I can.
1: Yeah, you mentioned some fifth years, some of the upperclassmen. What do you see in them like all winter? You don't know, well, the Futures League helped you obviously a lot, get the taste of college baseball, but how did they help you prepare and your coaches and everyone?
2: They helped, the coaches, the staff, and the the fifth year guys, they helped me a lot mentally, uh, just as much as they did physically. Just being able to be present in the game and when something goes wrong in the game, how to not focus on that, but just moving on and it not affecting your entire game. So that mentally, I feel like they helped me more the, on the physical part, but and mentally I feel is more important than the physical part. So I feel like they really helped me strengthen my men- mentality on the field, which helped me um, become a better player.
1: Yeah, you're right. I totally agree. It's uh, feels like it's 99% mental. Um, not taking your bats out to the field and vice versa. And you're hitting 368 in your first 16 games so far. You've recorded hitting all but two games. So that stuff's all working. What's what is working physically? What what were some of the things you worked on to to make this transition from high school to the Bravehearts and now, you know, you're getting ready for playing the Mid Atlantic.
2: I feel definitely of on the swinging part just my lower base i really focused these past 2 years and on the offseason just on my lower base getting deep into my hip just and just being on time for everything being on time for the fastball reacting to the off speed i feel like that's what everybody says but that's literally that's like what it is you just be on time for the fastball just react off speed and just don't try to do too much don't try don't try to always pull the ball just look to go the other way sometimes like I, I tend to get into that sometimes during the games where I get too rotational but then I just remember like what my coaches and my teammates tell me just stay in my back hip and just shoot the ball the other way shoot the ball at the middle that's when I'm at my best.
0: Yeah and you talked about earlier how it's all mental so that you know that works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of a good mentality you guys are currently riding a five game win streak how do you keep that up heading into this weekend. You just
2: gotta, we just gotta ride. We gotta ride the energy train. You know, the energy has to stay high every game. You know, no matter who we play, is we always no matter who we play, we always just have to be our energy always has to be better than theirs. We always have to keep our energy up. Just worry about us, you know, and just ride on that.
0: So we ask a lot of guys about this on our podcast, and we'll ask you too. What led you to
2: Marist? How? What was your recruiting journey like? Well, the recruiting coordinator was a real nice guy. I met him in, I'm obviously I met him in high school in travel ball and he brought me to the campus on an official visit and the campus was just beautiful. Like the people on the staff was, was amazing. Uh, the guys that I talked to that were on the team previously said that they, um, had great experiences here. My, one of my trainers back home actually is an alumni of Marist college. And he, he told me a lot. He sold me. He was just like, it's a great great environment, great place to be, great place to play baseball, so I was sold.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a great process. So the Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference contains a lot of Futures League guys, actually, including yourself. Um, we've had, you know, Marist guys in the past, you know. Um, you're playing Fairfield this weekend, obviously. You know, we've we've had a lot of guys from Connecticut all around the conference. What's it like playing against those guys in the summer and now in the spring?
2: it's kind of cool. Like you definitely get a, uh, grow uh, friendships during the summer and you get to see those guys that succeeded in the summer also succeed in, uh, conference play or in, uh, college baseball. Like, and it's, it's a great, it's great to see the guys that you, that you're friends with succeed. It's also cool to play against them again. And especially guys that are on your team and then you see them in, uh, like in conference play or in during the season, especially like I'm playing Salima, Andrew Salima in like in a week. It's gonna be pretty cool to play against him, which is gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I also played against the shortstop from uh, the second baseman from Norwich yesterday on Hartford. So that was pretty cool to see. It's just a cool environment. Just to, it's like a little like a little click of like futures guys around the league that we can say what's up to like when we're playing against each other. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, you know, there's no better place to be playing summer baseball than here in New England and um, say hi to Selima for us next week. I will. We um so we ask some guys, especially during these, you know, midseason interviews, what's the message from the top, whether it's the leaders on the team or the coaching staff, you know, now you're heading into conference play, you're right in a little win streak. What's the mentality there? You know, these games get more as these games get more important.
2: The biggest thing on our end is energy. We got the energy is always just gotta stay high. If, if our energy is up and we're playing the way we know how to play and just always engaged, then I feel like there's no there's there's really no reason we should lose. But if we're not engaged and our energy is not there, we're not focused. That then then we'll lose. But I just think if we keep riding our energy high, we're a very high energy team and we're a very uh, like um, contagious team. So if we're hitting, if one person is hitting, we're all hitting. If, if our pitcher on the mound's dealing, our defense is right behind them. So the energy is just – just, it just goes throughout the team. And if our energy is up, then I feel like there's no way we would lose.
0: Yeah, got to have energy on high, always. Always.
1: Before we return to Gavin Noriega. We want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, just by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to Gavin.
0: And transitioning here to your time with the Futures League, you had a great summer in Worcester and obviously made some noise with the Bravehearts. What was your first summer like in Worcester?
2: Oh, it was great. I loved it. I've never experienced that type of summer ball. I always did travel, always stood in hotels and all that, but I never liked that environment with all those fans, such loyal fans, Front O'Brien Brian. Loved that guy. Uh just it's just the environment was 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 something that really was one of the main reasons that drove me back to Worcester in the first place. Just I loved it. The staff was amazing and just the fans. I just loved that that type of that type of love and that type of family that, that they bring to the Futures League, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, talk about the coaching staff for a second. You get there in the summer. You know, what do they tell you guys? What's the routine? How do you, um, you know, you're, you're one of their pretty much everyday players. Your, your bat was hot. Um, you know, you're over there at first base making plays, winning, winning ballgames, hitting dingers. Um, how, how do you feed off Coach Dion and the rest of the team?
2: it's crazy to say, but like energy again, like it's, it's, it's really contagious. So Dion was, was the guy that would, would tell us like, you know, like it's summer ball, like, but you're not at a summer team. This is an organization. Like we, we, we want wins. Like we want, we want the playoffs. We've been in the playoffs every single year, like been the championships every single year. Like we, we want wins, but like, you can, it's also, it's, you can also have fun and win at the same time. And that's, that's the type of organization that they ran. And it was just a great, or it was just great being there. Great experience.
0: Yeah. And you just talked about it. You guys did make the playoffs once again, this year, edging out Westfield for a playoff spot. Didn't quite go the way you guys wanted, obviously, but like many teams, you lost a lot of guys late in the year. What was the mentality going into that last week of the season, knowing what you guys had to do to make the playoffs?
2: It was kind of, it was, it was kind of crazy, like seeing everybody leave and then going into the playoffs with some new faces. Like it, it was definitely, and me being like uh, an everyday starter now. So I kind of had to be the leadership role that, that Dion wanted and and I didn't have a problem with that. And it was just, it was just, I I would say bad timing. Like when everybody left, like it, if we still had really good players. It was just it was just I don't know it was it was it was it just sucked the way things turned out I just I I, I was hungry I really wanted that I want i want revenge I want it back
0: yeah and that's why you were back this summer we'll talk about that in a minute but I did want to say that Salima came on this podcast end of season three and he was talking about all the scoreboard watching you guys did uh that last week of the season that must have been uh, quite stressful
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a no it was definitely we were definitely on the bus rides home checking game stats, sweating it out. It, it it wasn't it was it was a great it was great, but just not the outcome that we were looking for. Yeah,
0: and you said it, you know, you were the first you were one of the first players, I believe, if not the first player announced to be back on Worcester here in twenty twenty two. And you said it, you're hungry. So besides that factor, what led to your decision to come back?
2: Well, just the 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 environment. I love the fans, just it's just a, it's just a great place to be during the summer. I, I, I really couldn't imagine myself being anywhere else. <clears throat> and just like we said, I'm hungry. I want that. I want that chip. I want the, I want the ring. I want the ring that Dion told me he has, and I want it.
1: It's all about the bling at the end of the year. <laughs> um, so you go into summer ball. Um, you said it was. You've done nothing like it before. You're learning like you do at Maris, you're learning from older guys, you know, here in Worcester, how are you going to kind of transition that into, Hey, this is your second year. You're kind of a vet now. Not a lot of guys get two years in one summer ball league like this. How are you going to kind of take it all in from, you know, the other vets, but also, you know, give back to the younger kids too.
2: I'm definitely gonna, definitely gonna treat the guys, how treat like the newcomers, how the, the older guys treated me last year. Just like, showing me the way of summer ball like you know it's 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 a great time it's like you can have fun like you can breathe a little bit it's and just like you know take your time you know and your attitude like i i learned a lot of about the old uh, from the older guys about attitude like we're playing all we're playing every day except for one day like if you go over for four one day with a couple of strikeouts like don't get mad like you you have another game tomorrow like It's just, it's, it's everyday baseball. Like you can't, you can't hold bad things over your head. And that's what the older guys taught me, which is what I want to teach the older guys. Like, you know, just don't stress too much. Just have fun. Just play ball.
0: Yeah. Just play ball. That's what summer ball is all about. And kind of making a three six going three
2: sixty here. What are your thoughts on the song tequila? I love that song. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, towards the end of the season, I mean, it was great. Like it definitely, it definitely, it definitely rattled the opposing team, and it definitely put everybody above their – uh, got everybody up on their seat. Um, just dancing. It's, it's just a great, it's just a great time. And and it, it did work a few times too. Um, I remember during the Friday night, the Friday night, right when my family actually came for the first time during the summer. Uh, we we came back and rallied against Pittsfield, and we won on on tequila time, which is great. I love that. So, yeah, Tequila, Tequila, it's, it's a great song. I definitely yeah, didn't list. listen to it. Definitely didn't listen to it for about a month after Summer Ball, but <laughs> it's still a great song.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what Jake Blinstrom told us on the last episode. He's an outfielder <laughs> for the Suns. He was like, you know, I like it, but it worked against us one of those times. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just mentioned Friday Night Brights. Is that the favorite Bravehearts jersey?
2: Oh, I love that. That's my favorite jersey. I still have that jersey. I'm, I'm. I got it framed. It's in, it's in uh, my house back, back home in the Bronx. I love that jersey, especially. I, I, I got some actually some electric green cleats for next year too to match them. Cause I heard we're bringing them back, so I can't wait to wear those.
1: You got to deck it out. You got to go elbow guard, oven mitt, everything bright green. Yeah, I go everything,
2: everything bright green. I love it. Yeah, we'll have to.
0: Find you before one of those games and uh, get ball ballpark kicks going or something yeah that'd be sick and then keep come kind of keep going with the promotions here they worcester's always good about throwing promotions on the field so i got a two-part question for you part one which of last year's promotions did you enjoy the most
2: mm, probably the home run for bryce that was probably my that was probably my or like or yeah, I would say that one. I would say that one. Is that count as a promotion?
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel and especially because we were like one of the mo- teams with the most home runs, right? And so we definitely donated a ton of money to Cherry. And I feel like that was my favorite promotion. That was that was just a great cause. And we just literally just hit dingers and we we got to donate money. So what's what's better than that? Yeah, there's nothing better than that. And the second part of that
0: question is Worcester has announced a lot of promotions this year, whether it's Putting some faces on the wall. They have
2: a tornadoes night coming up. Which of the ones this year are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to the fans decide the, the the rules of the game. That's gonna be that's gonna be a great time. I don't know what they got going on, what what they're thinking of, but I I got some good ideas of myself, and I'm I'm pretty sure like they've thought of the same things that I've thought of. So it's gonna be fun. And then ending with the home run derby. I mean, that's 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 sick. That's gonna be a sick
1: night. I can't wait for that. Can you can you tease any rules you're thinking of?
2: I was thinking of like maybe everybody has to like use their opposite throwing hand to like bat opposite or like run the bases the other way. Like that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty funny. That I think those oh are pretty. Oh my gosh, funny. that'd
1: be that would be a bunch fest. <laughs> yeah, that'd be
2: hilarious.
1: Just the pitcher throwing balls to a. Yeah, just the pitcher throwing. You're, you're hitting righty you know, and. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: hitting righty. That'd be hilarious.
1: That would be great. Uh, can you do a righty bat flip for us then, too, if that happens?
2: Oh, 100%. I got, I got some righty bat flips. I, I, I love right-handed bat flips. Like, Chris Bryant bat flips, I love it. Like, it's just so smooth. But I feel like, I feel like lefties aren't have the best bat flips, though.
1: I was actually going to ask you about Chris Bryant later in the interview because, you know, you're playing first, you're playing the outfield. Is that, like, someone you look up to a little, or do you, do you have other guys you watch?
2: I kinda I kinda like gravitate more towards Schwarber. I love Schwarber. Uh that's my guy. I I that's why I said that's who like my our guys say my player comp is like Schwarber. It's cause because he, he he can play the outfield a little bit, he can play for his base and he just he just rips the ball. So I, I love Schwarber. That's why I I kinda model my game after.
0: I would have said the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but because he's got that bat flip kind of thing, too, where he yeah, just like, he rips one and then he's just like, yeah, this is, I don't need this yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah. He got that. He's got, sw- he's definitely got some swag that I, that I take, that I take to my game. So,
1: yeah. The, uh, now he's a Philly. Been, now he's a Philly and mayor Owen of Waltham Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Wall mayor. Yeah. We lost him on the Sox. He signed with the Phillies, for those yeah. who don't know. Um, the, uh, so the bat flips we got to get to a couple of yours what's your favorite bat flip because we love it that's what summer ball is all about my favorite was probably it was probably the back behind the back
2: one that i did in nashville that was a that was a pretty good one. i didn't realize i threw the bat that the first one i did when i threw it up and looked at it i didn't realize i threw it that high and then the guys like you like threw it into the like you do it to the moon i was like oh i didn't even realize it but the national one was my favorite because as soon as i stepped to the plate in nashville my first at bat they were already chirping me because i had my mustache so they were like saying how my mustache sucked i was like okay and then i did the bat flip and then i threw it behind my back and it was pretty it was a pretty sick bat flip i watched it i watched the replay like a hundred times after it was it was great
1: (laughs) that's awesome yeah and i'm a pitcher and i love the bat flips you got to respect it i mean you know, if I can, if, if a pitcher can strut off the mound or they can chirp you for a mustache, I don't know. Is that a chirp? Okay. It's a pretty good looking mustache. You, uh, but, uh, but yeah, what, what do you think the, um, obviously you're not bat flipping down 10 or anything, but what, what do you think a good time to bat flip is for the sake of the argument?
2: I would say a good time to bat flip would be late in the game. Like, and you're like, you just take the lead or like, if there's heavy chirping from the other team and like like you want to shut them up and you just hit a tank, I think that's another that's another good time to just, you know, toss a bat pretty high into the sky.
1: Yeah, that's like that's like the kick to the shin right there.
2: Yeah. That shuts them up. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Especially at Holy Cross, you're hitting the scoreboards over there. Yeah. Before we get back to our interview with Gavin Noriego,
0: we want to share a message from our friends at Zorian Bat Company. Rob Zorian started the company, Zorian Bat Company, in 2003, literally out of the trunk of his car in Davie, Florida. Within two years, he was selling his wood bat line to Major League Baseball and continuing to manufacture the highest grade wood bats for Little League all the way up to the Major Leagues. Rob Zorian, founder and president of Zorian Bats, says, I started the company in 2003 to service all baseball players in the United States and beyond, and after 19 years, our mission has not changed. We are very excited to have the opportunity to work with the Futures League and wish all of our players and coaches a healthy and successful season ahead. To find out more information about Zorian, go to ZorianBats.com. That's Z-O-R-I-A-N Bats.com. Zorian, America's baseball brand. Now back to the bat flip king, Gavin Noriega.
1: So you're from the Bronx, like we talked about earlier. You went to Salesian High School. What was it like growing up playing baseball in the city?
2: Well, growing up in the city you're constantly being like it's it's just the environment's I feel is way 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 harder than it is anywhere else cuz you're it's gritty, it's it's always cold, it's even in the spring sometimes it's always cold. You're just playing you're just playing baseball constantly in cold weather and it's just it makes you tough. I feel like it, it, growing up in the city it also makes you mentally tough. And and I always I always have a chip on my shoulder that's just always how I play no matter how like somebody how many times people say okay like you're you're really good like like thank you thank you, but I can always be better like. I've always grown up knowing that I could be better and always pushing myself to be better and not being satisfied, so I feel like the city definitely molded me that way and definitely definitely uh, I definitely keep a permanent chip on my shoulder, no matter where I go where I play so.
1: So you didn't want to get out of the cold? You just went up to Poughkeepsie, up to Marist. Uh, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm I'm, I'm messing around. But um, but what did did you always know you wanted to you know stay close to home?
2: Uh, my my dream was always to go down south. I always wanted to go and I was I was kind of sick of the cold weather. I wanted I wanted to play in the the down south, warm, nice, warm weather. And then we played Texas this year. We played at uh, Abilene Christian and the weather was just beautiful. I was like, oh my God, like imagine every day. And then we came back and it was freezing. (laughs) There was snow on the ground still, but Maris is definitely, definitely a great place to be, even though the weather is not always a hundred percent.
0: So before we get to our final segment, one final question. We got to ask about the, uh, the Twitter
2: handle, the warrior 34, where did that come from? oh man that's um that was i made that a long time ago that was i'm i'm the biggest bryce harper fan and the bright and bryce harper had the warrior black i always used to wear eye black so i always used to call myself the warrior when in like 12 you 11 you so i just never really got around like changing it i still i still love love the warrior 34 i feel like i changed my number now but that's still like that's still that's like a memory that'll never go away just like because Bryce Harper, I used to used to always I, – I still do. I always follow Bryce Harper. I love him, and that's where I got the Warrior from.
0: I know. Whenever we were tagging you and stuff on Twitter, I was like, oh, I already know what this is. Like, <laughs> I just typed yeah, in – Yeah, I the always remembered. I
1: was like, there's no G nor Yeager, whatever your college number it was always. is. Was, I was like, oh, yeah. there he is. There he is.
0: <laughs> Made it nice and easy for us. And we now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high-quality, innovate, and innovative design since nineteen ninety-three. So, Gavin, we got a few more questions for our audience to get to know you better. Is that cool?
2: That's awesome. Let's do it.
0: All right, this one's going to be tough right off the bat. But who is your favorite teammate to play with in Worcester?
2: Man, probably Randy Flores, my guy Randy. We're both from the Bronx, so I keep it. I keep it. I keep it safe.
0: <laughs> awesome and then whether it was at fit and field or w- with
2: marist what is your walk-up music uh my walk-up song for worcester was 100 by big pun and tony sunshine because there's a little spanish in there and it says that i'm from puerto rico so i mean it was pretty it was pretty easy that's probably my favorite one this year for for maris i actually changed it it's going to be suavemente so it's gonna I, we actually i guess you hear it for the first time tomorrow. So it's going to be pretty cool to hear. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. And then I think you mentioned it earlier, but just to ask, uh, to reiterate here, what is your favorite big league team and big league player, whether it's current or historical?
2: Got to be the Phillies. Got to be the Phillies and I'm going Bryce Harper.
1: And how about a favorite big league park? uh, Give us one you played in it and one you've been to as a fan.
2: Uh, I've been to Citizens Bank, Citizens Bank is a really nice field. I really I haven't been, unfortunately, even though I played in the futures, I didn't even go to Fenway. I wanted to so bad, but I, I would I would have said that would be my favorite field like I've been to, but it would have to be Citizens Bank. even though I've been like Yankee Stadium a bunch of times, city field, it would probably be Citizens Bank just because like the environment was really cool.
1: Yeah, where does the uh, where does the Phillies fan in you come from?
2: just is me it's all me my parents none of my nobody in my family's a Phillies fan only me so I'm Ryan Solo everybody else is a Yankee fan
1: we'll take a uh, a non-Yankee fan from the Bronx any day <laughs> um you you talked about earlier you know you have a lot of pride being from the Bronx and like you said you're uh you're Puerto Rican as well you got the flag back there how much pride do you take in that you know bringing that to the field every day
2: that def- it it definitely it definitely shapes me as a player like i walk around like differently than others uh, i would say like my swag definitely carries over from from the bronx and being spanish you know i, I definitely play with a different type of attitude it definitely it's definitely a it definitely a different maker on the field so
1: yeah absolutely and, and you bring the power too like we talked about earlier so back to the quick hit segment what is on your sports bucket list
2: sports bucket list it pro- i always wanted to visit all uh major league stadiums i that's always been a bucket list item also i want to have well i guess i kind of crossed that off i was gonna say multi like home run game i get i did that in the futures it was pretty it was a pretty cool experience so <clears throat> definitely seeing visiting all mlb stadiums at one point don't know when i'll have the time but i definitely want to do that
1: yeah, that was a multi-homerun game with the wood bats too. So we see if you can connect on a few. within the next couple of weeks, we'll we'll sauce that on the Twitter and everything. Uh, on game day or throughout the season, are you superstitious?
2: Oh, very superstitious. I'm a huge superstitious guy. I got I got so many like right, I'll show you this one. I had this in my locker at Worcester for the entire season. I got Joe Boo from from Major League. I had this and i used to rub i used to i always rub my bats on on his hair and it gives me good luck for when i hit so that's i'm a huge superstition guy every time i walk up to the plate i i strap my left a certain amount of times and my right a certain amount of times so i'm I'm. you could say i'm pretty superstitious when it comes to baseball
1: that's awesome that's what that's what i love about, about baseball too it's just there's always a couple guys on every team that it's just, I've never heard that one though. Rubbing the bat. Yeah. I wrote, that's that's, that's right. That
2: was my own. That was my own twist on, on Joe boo.
1: And uh, last question of the quick hits segment presented by Zephyr. What is your favorite all-time baseball memory?
2: Favorite all-time baseball memory would be, it'd probably be my first game here. It was just a, it was just a great, it was, I waited so long to play college baseball for, for especially for Maris, and I had to wait just because I redshirted. So definitely playing my first game against Norfolk State. That was probably my favorite memory. Yeah, good to finally get off on the field after
0: a year off. And one last quick question. A message to Bravehearts fans as
2: you are back for the 2022 season. Be ready. It's, it's, I'm excited. I'm coming back. I, I want the ring. You guys better be behind my back. I know you guys will, and it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a great summer. So just come out, watch, support. I know you guys will. Uh, I'll, I'll see you this summer. Yeah, we're getting closer
0: and closer to the 2022 season by the day. Gavin, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything. We can't wait to continue to follow your success at Marist and see you this summer in Worcester. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks, Gavin.
0: You got it, man. And this has been episode nine of season four of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.